Today's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download and 30-day free trial at www.audibletrial.com slash talkdirection. They have over 180,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast, where we talk about everything from what Niall gets up to, golfing, music, and pints of the pub, to Liam and Louis shenanigans, to Harry's acting chops, and his spectacularly quirky style. Talk Direction, by the fans, for the fans. Welcome to Talk Direction, your weekly One Direction podcast. I'm Caitlin. And I'm Rebecca. And this is our 71st episode of Talk Direction. So, as you may have noticed, Rebecca is not Kara. <laughs> OMG, um, Kara's sick today. Uh, so I have asked my beautiful sister to come on. Now, what episode were you on before? Um, I think it was on a bonus episode. Was it the Halloween one? I don't know. I just remember, I remember doing 1D as, like, creatures or like ocean creatures or something oh yeah maybe it was the halloween one yeah it might have been the Halloween. yeah i think it was that was good that was yeah. a great episode <laughs> if you haven't listened to last year's halloween episode go listen to it um we may be doing another halloweeny bonus episode um but yeah so rebby's here to take kara's space how are you feeling about being on the podcast beck well kara's shoes are some big shoes to fill so i'm nervous but Hopefully it'll go well. <laughs> she's nervous, but she's excited, right? Yes. Yeah. And and how old are you now, Beggy? I'm 19, as of a few days ago. <laughs> yep. So her birthday was the other day, and we're doing more celebrating birthday stuff, which is why this episode is out late, too, because she was going to have to go back to school for uh, some filming stuff that she had to do, but then it got canceled because of the weather, and now she's home, and so all of our... Things have gotten rearranged with, like, birthday family stuff um, and Kara being sick. But we are here. Uh, better late than never. Am I right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, okay. So, we're going to start off with our listener spotlight section, which is a thing Kara started where we get to know our listeners better. We read a bit about them. We answer some questions. Um, and today's listener spotlight is actually Rebecca. Yay! Who uh, filled this out and sent it to us. And now she's here on the show, so we're going to do hers. Um, so where are you from, Reb? Should I just... Yeah, I mean, okay. we, can, we can go about this. And Well, okay. what she wrote on Twitter was the USA, I guess. And then in parentheses, <laughs> she put the emoji with, like, the sick mask on. Like, oh, God. Yeah. Uh, because of what's going on in the U.S. during this election time. Right. Uh, it's pretty kind of gross. But Terrifying. The election will be over soon, yes. so. Go vote. <laughs> yeah, go vote. <laughs> um, and do you want to just read what you've written? Yeah, so sure. for the next one, the question was, uh, what, uh, how did you get into One Direction? Yeah. So Rebecca's going to read what she wrote to us. Okay, I said, let it be known that I was into One Direction before Caitlin. My friend Allie introduced me to them before they were even remotely popular. Yeah, I'm kind of cool like that. <laughs> and I remember we lay in her bed as she was drilling me on their names. I was having such trouble remembering who was who, except I always knew which one which one Niall was. I took an immediate liking to him in all his Irish glory. Wow. So yeah, Rebecca, I think I've said this. You were into One Direction before I was, and I was kind of like, I don't know who they are. They're kind of stupid. I thought yeah, they were you like... you were very skeptical. I was skeptical. And then, man, the tides did change. <laughs> yes, they did. Um, and, but then, so then you were kind of, then you didn't really 
then you kind of fell out. Like, we were never fans yeah. at the same time. Yeah, I, I don't think I was really a fan by myself. It but was you like, knew it was through them. my friend Allie. And, like, yeah. I liked them when I was with her. But, like, other than that, I don't think I really followed them that much. Yeah. So then, but then I became a huge fan. And then you've recently, especially with Made in the AM, started becoming a yeah. fan again. Well, when we were both living in New York together, like, Made in the AM was coming out, like, song by song. Uh-huh. We, like, really, I mean, you've talked about it before on Talk Direction, but, like, we really bonded over Yeah, <laughs> we did. It was very special. And and even more recently, you've just become, like, a huge Harry Styles fan with well, the Another Man who released. Who isn't? Who isn't a Harry Styles <laughs> That is so true. You are so right. I know. Um, so that's been really special, too. I was saying to Rebecca last night that, like, I've been waiting for her to sort of, like, get on this 1D, like, board. Even though, like, she has been on since we started the podcast. She's, like, the only person who's in my family who's really kept up with my podcast, uh, which is an amazing I mean, feat. I'm, like, 15 episodes behind right now. You're, but, like... but you've listened to almost all of them. Yeah, yeah. Like, okay, we've done 70 episodes and you've listened to, what, like, 60 of them? 55? Yes, like, yeah. that's still a lot. Um, that's hours. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, wait, what was I saying? Where was I going with that? Oh, I, like, recently got into Harry. Uh, you were saying... You were saying that you've been waiting a long time. Oh, yeah. I've been waiting so long for her to, like, be on board with this One Direction stuff. Even though she has somewhat. But, like, more recently she's become, like, obsessed. Almost... Not obsessed, but, like, very hairy. Like, Mm -hmm. really, really liking him, just like I do. Uh, And that's just been really awesome. And my mom said to me, like aren't you kind of jealous that, like, she's getting into Harry now? Like, wasn't it kind of your thing? And I was like, no, I've literally been waiting for this moment to happen forever. Uh, and it just, it's just very wonderful. Um, so I'm so happy you're getting back into I'm them. I'm happy, too. He makes me happy. Yeah. Um, okay, third question was, what is the 1D-related thing you are most excited for? And what did you say, Beck? I said probably being home for fall break in a couple weeks and playing Made in the AM on repeat while dancing and singing along with my sisters. Oh, and it's fall break right now. It is. Have we we done some dancing and singing? We have done a lot of dancing and singing, but, I mean, it hasn't been so much Made in the AM. Yeah. It's been more, like... Harry's mixtape. Yeah, (laughs) Harry's mixtape, which is amazing, and it's related to One Direction. Yeah. So. So, you know. Uh, Yeah, because this, you wrote in a couple weeks ago, I guess. Yeah. Um, and then last question was fave 1D moment. I said, how about that time Harry beautified this earth with the Another Man magazine pictures? Now, usually I don't keep up with fandom news and whatnot outside of listening to Talk Direction, but oh shiz, when those photos dropped, I got such a snuggled, warm, hot chocolate pumpkin picking autumnal feeling in my heart. Wow, that was, like, the perfect way to describe, like, the Another Man magazines. And this actually goes right into our next thing that we're talking about. Um, Rebecca and I went to um, the Barnes & Noble Noble the other day. I was just taking her to go look at the advent calendars that are in, like, as a birthday thing. We could go pick up advent calendars because Rebecca really loves Christmas and everything. Um, And... Uh, we were, I was like, oh, we better check the magazines to see if another man are in because, like, I was there a couple times and they were like, oh, probably, like, the beginning of November. So I was like, let's just check. Um, and there were these carts with magazines that were about to go out onto the shelves that hadn't yet been put out. Like, the guy was literally, like, putting them out on the shelves as we walked over. And there it was, three copies of the magazine sitting on the cart, hadn't yet gone up into the shelves. So we, like, walked in the store, like, at the right moment. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and we just like picked all three of them up and we're like walking around the store with them because we didn't want anyone else to get them. Um, and I picked one up for Kara and I picked one up for me. Um, I didn't buy the third one, so the third one went back on the shelf. But Kara and I both got the black and white cover, um, where Harry has like the short, choppy hair. Cute um, little smirk. Cute little smirk going. Is this your favorite cover bag? Yeah. I think it's like one of my favorite pictures out yeah. of all the ones in the magazine. Yeah, same. This and this this the second of the three photo shoots was really, really good. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, we got the hard copy. What do you think of what did you think of the another man? You said it was like your favorite thing. Yeah, I well I just remember like I was sitting on my bed and I like had my fairy lights on and um you just like you texted me all the pictures and whatnot and I was just like getting so excited and they were all amazing and they just made me feel so good because they just looked like really genuine and like I don't know I felt like I learned something about who Harry is Mm -hmm. and I don't know they were just so like quirky and pleasing yeah so true quirky and pleasing Harry is quirky and pleasing Mm -hmm. um so yeah now we have these physical copies and it's very exciting and I'm sure when I give Kara hers We'll maybe, like, go through the pages and, like, look at it together. But I was going through it the other day. I was going through it, for real. <laughs> um, and it was just so great to have the actual copies. Because I kept noticing new things that I hadn't ever seen. Um, details that you can't really get from a computer screen or on your phone. Um, so that was really nice. Plus, there's a whole bunch of other really cool stuff in the magazine. And a lot of it does relate to Harry as well. Like, some of his friends who are artists or, like, people he's worked with, stuff like that. Um, you get to hear more inside into Harry as well as like other cool artists if you're interested in that type of stuff. So definitely get yourself a hard copy. And like, like I said, at my Barnes and Noble, they only had three copies and those were the only copies they had ordered into the store. Um, that's crazy to me though. I know. (laughs) Only three copies. I know. It is crazy. So if you go to Barnes and Noble and get your copy today, kids, because quickly, it's going to run out. Um, okay. So now moving on to news. Our first news story is that Harry and Meghan Trainer wrote a song for Michael Bublé called Someday. Um, and this was a song we've talked about before. It was written a while ago. I don't know if we knew the title. Um, and there was a couple titles going around, I believe. Um, but it has now been released and it's on Michael's new album. Michael. <laughs> Michael, <laughs> as if we're best friends. Um, his new album. And Meghan Trainer is featured on the song. So it's a duet that they sing. Um, and, like, while we wanted Harry to do it, I think we kind of knew that Harry wasn't going to be the one who would sing this with us, which is sad. But, like, honestly, Michael Buble is pretty great. So, Mm -hmm. um, yeah, and the lyrics are really cute. It's, like, this cute little fun, like, kind of upbeat, dancey, what would, what, like, how would you describe it? It was just, it's really, like, happy and, like, bouncy and just, it's very cute. Mm-hmm. There's like a lot Cheerful. of nice, nice harmonies. It makes me think of like 50s, 60s, yeah. like, yeah, I really like old timey, like, love song yeah. type thing. Um, and some of the lyrics uh, are Someday, maybe, when we're old and gray, we could be in love once more. Till then, I won't give my love away. Darling, I'm forever only yours. So it's like just really this lovey dovey, cute song, and the harmonies are really beautiful. Um, so, do you like the song? What did you think of it? I really like it. It makes me, like, really excited to see what else Harry has in store in terms of writing. Yeah. Because, um, like, this was his first um, song that... Or not his first song, but, like, this was one of the few that we've heard that it was him and, like, some other singer 
writing it and then getting to hear what it sounds like. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, a lot of, even just the songs in One Direction, he's written with, like, a number of other people, so this one felt more exclusively his. Yeah. Um, And it didn't have to be for One Direction, so it's, like, a possibility of what he could do. Yeah. Um, so, like, I was excited about that, and, like, I think the lyrics are really pretty. Mm -hmm. They're, like, charming. They're delicate. They're just, like, cute. Um, so, yeah, and, like, like you said, it does get me excited about his music and, like, what he could do. Um, it's frightening. It's, like, scary, but, Mm -hmm. like, awesome, too. Um, do you think Harry should do a duet on his album? Do you think that could work for him? That would be so cool. Like, I mean... Hearing this song, that kind of duet would be so cool on, like, Harry's album. Yeah. Because this just, like, they work really well together. I don't mm-hmm. know. I really like it. Yeah, me too. And, like, even... I really like Megan Trainor's, um, like, writing style. She does bring a lot of, like, 50s and 60s type mm-hmm. of, like, old school stuff in. Uh, and I think from Harry, we've seen more, like, 70s type stuff. So it's cool to even get that, like, even farther back. Because um, a lot of the music he had on his mixtape, and that mixtape we um, mentioned earlier was uh, a list of his top ten favorite songs that were in uh, the Another Man magazine, and you can find it online. A lot of them are songs from, like, the 50s. There's, like, Elvis, um, like, other people that are sort of from that era rather than more... I mean, there are people from, like, the 70s and whatever, but um, I think that's a cool genre that he could make his way into mm-hmm. if... If we are lucky enough. Um, and so, yeah, that's that news story. We're going to move on to Liam. And, Becky, I'm going to ask you to speak a little louder. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know how it is. I Maybe I'm just hearing my voice really loud, but um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, but so the next song, I mean, the next news story is Liam is doing some writing. Uh, he posted for his new album, Supposedly, 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 Supposedly. Um, nope. (laughs) That's what Joey says, though. Yeah. (laughs) Um, so Liam posted some Instagram pictures talking about his writing for his upcoming album. He wrote with Pharrell Williams. Uh, there's a picture of him and Pharrell, and he's like, awesome, writing with you, Pharrell, or whatever he said. I don't have the actual quote here, because I am unprepared like that. Um, do you like Pharrell's songs? He's written songs like Happy, uh, Sing with Ed Sheeran, Hollaback Girl, which I did not know. And, of course, Blurred Lines. Uh, <laughs> uh, 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 yeah, I mean, I like Happy and I like Sing. Not so much the other two. Not at all Blurred Lines. <laughs> but I feel like Liam collaborating with Pharrell makes sense. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, like, just thinking about what Niall has done with this town. And, like, that's a very specific, like, kind of softer acoustic genre. And I feel like that'll be very different. Mm-hmm. From what Liam puts out, especially because he's, like, working with Pharrell. It's, like, a very specific type of music, more like... Yeah. I feel like we've always said that, like, Liam will do something more like Justin Timberlake or, like, yeah. R&B stuff. But I could actually really see it being... If he did something more similar to... I guess, like, more Justin Timberlake's new song. Uh, what is it called? Dance or something? Yeah. The dancey move one. Um, <laughs> and, or like happy. Like those could be in sing. Those are all sort yeah. of in this like upbeat pop genre. That's, I don't know, that could be really cool for Liam. That could do really well because those type of songs are usually really catchy. I don't necessarily really want to see Liam do something more like what Zayn did. Even yeah. though that's, we, we say that's good for his voice. I think it would be really fun to have him just doing like these really fun sort of pop 
like, songs. Especially if Niall's going to do more the acoustic Lumineers type of sound, and Harry, God knows what he's going to do, but it probably <laughs> won't be, like, happy. Yeah. Um, so, like, if Liam did something like that, like, Justin Timberlake New Era, like, sort of pull from, like, the R&B, but also, like, pop, that could be really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about that collab, and we know, like, Pharrell Williams is, like, a huge songwriter and, like, producer and singer himself, so, um, that's awesome that Liam's working with someone so big. Um, so, yeah, I'm excited about that. Uh, and then he also posted an Instagram picture that he said, writing trip two, um, and this was another picture of him, I think in LA, uh, and that was another writing trip, so he must have had the first one a while ago, and now this is his second writing trip, which makes me think that the timeline we set for when his album was coming out, which we thought, oh, maybe it's, like, done and it's coming out this fall, that's clearly... not happening. Um, we know Niall's pretty much done with the songwriting process and they're doing more recording and recording the instruments and recording the vocals and stuff like that. Um, but like Liam seems to still be in the writing phase, which we, we thought he was like been secretly working on this album the whole time. So I think we have to push back our Liam timeline to maybe even after Niall's comes out and Niall's album is supposed to come out late spring, early summer. So I don't know when we'll see Liam's. Um, but does that, is that what you think about this timeline? Yeah, I I mean, if yeah, if he's still, like, writing them, then I guess we shouldn't expect them for a while. But, like, I don't know, maybe that's good that Niles will, like, come out first and then mm-hmm. there'll be some time <laughs> before Liam's <laughs> yeah. comes out. Like, I, if Niles came out in, like, May and then Liam's came out in, like, July... And then Harry's comes out in, like, November. No, we need Harry's now. (laughs) I know, but we have to build up to Harry's. We have to, like, save the best for last. True. Like, ugh, there's too many good things happening, guys. (laughs) Little Migs' album's coming out. Like, wow. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. Ugh, I I need Ed Sheeran's album now. (laughs) Um, So, anyway, there's been a lot of rumors going around about another picture Liam posted. And it's a picture of him crouching or sitting down by this, like, brick cement wall and a fence and he's next to a uh, graffiti writing that says love feels best and he's like posing all posy um and there's been a lot of rumors going like oh this is the first song he's releasing it's called love feels best um like why did did he write that up there like why is he taking this photo here um and so people are thinking it could be the single title. Like, first of all, do you think he should release a single even before his album like Niall did? Do you think he'll do something like that to keep fans, like, there? Like, Niall released a single now, even though it's not going to be months before his album. Do you think Liam will take the same tactic? I think, yeah, maybe. I mean, from what you've said, it seems like the fandom is reacting, like, excitedly to this. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think, yeah, it could, like, keep them engaged. Do you think that this is a possibility that this is a single or people are just, like, interpreting (laughs) too far that this was just, like, Um, something he saw and thought it was cool and wanted to pose? Well, the fact that he, like, only... He didn't write any, like, caption. He just said, like, hashtag love feels best. Mm -hmm. It's very unclear and ambiguous. (laughs) So it seems like it could be, like, something stirring. Mm -hmm. Like, he's gonna release something. That would be cool. I could get behind Liam releasing a song. Like, even though we'll have only, like, one song from Niall, one song from Liam, like, before their albums. But, like, perhaps in the months leading up, they'll give us more songs. Mm -hmm. Um, But I would love to have 
a song called Love Feels Best. That sounds like a good song. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, so we will see. This might be just us pulling at straws. Is that what <laughs> the phrase is? I don't know. I don't know. Um, but next is that also Liam uh, has now signed to Republic Records in the U.S., um, he is also signed to Capitol Records in the UK, even though they have a building in the US in California. I'm not really sure. I like we've said, we don't really get the whole record company, mm-hmm. how it all works. But he's also signed to Republic Records now. Um, and he tweeted, amazing to have signed to Republic Records. I'm celebrating as I tweet. Thank you so much for accepting me to your roster of amazing artists. Uh, and Republic Records, uh, has artists like Ariana Grande, The Weeknd, Nicki Minaj, Drake, James Bay, Jesse J, uh, and a ton of others. So they're like really good. Um, and it's cool that he signed with uh, all these people. And it seems like hopefully he'll be, you know, joining the ranks and becoming a, a really established, um, solo artist. You know, that would be really cool. Uh, again, there's all speculation of who in One Direction will go far and make it as a solo artist. Uh, and who won't? Louis Walsh from, uh, he's, he's a judge on X Factor and he does other stuff, but that's where I know him from, <laughs> uh, has been saying some really nasty stuff about, uh, none of the boys making it except Harry. Mm. Uh, thank God Harry's always like in the safe. <laughs> Everyone thinks Harry's gonna go far, but that puts a lot of pressure on yeah. him to do really well. Um, but so I, I'm, I'm hopeful that him like signing with Republic Records in the US means that like he'll also be able to break into the US as well. Um, mm-hmm. as the UK. So that's exciting. Uh, and the CEO of Republic Records said, being a member of the most successful group of the last decade, Liam has a tremendous opportunity to make an even greater impact on pop culture. We're honored by Liam's decision to join Republic Records and have extremely high expectations for his solo career. Um, so that sounds positive. Are you happy? Like, do you, what do you think of this news? I think it's really exciting. It's just like, it's so bizarre that... I mean, he's actually, like, signed to, like, a record, like, as a solo artist. It just makes it really real that the boys actually are making their own music. And I feel like just a while ago, we were like, during the hiatus, are they going to, like, have their Mm -hmm. own songs and whatnot, their own albums? And, like, now it's really real. Yeah, that's so true. Because, like, while there could be speculation, now we have evidence that this is happening and they're working on it. Like, Niall put out a song. Liam's writing with other people. Um these are things that are actually happening, which also more scarily pushes back the One Direction reunion, you know? Yeah. <laughs> when will this reunion happen? Will it happen, you know? Um, especially thinking of all of them releasing albums and Harry releasing an album, and, like, that's just going to be a long time off. There's no way... I would say there's no way 1D is getting back together before Harry has released his album, and he will probably be the last of those three to release an album. Yeah. Um, and then probably tour, so, like, we are looking at some time. No matter what they say, it just wouldn't be possible. Even if they have high hopes of getting back together, I just don't think it would be possible anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Um, our next news story and our last news story is that Niall was on Graham Norton the other night. Um, this happened, actually, like, the day of our recording of last episode, but we didn't get a uh, talk about it. But it was on the... Uh, on the October of the 14th, <laughs> on the 14th of October, Niall made his debut solo appearance on the Graham Norton show where he was interviewed and performed live his song, This Town. Um, Niall, we heard some news that we knew from Niall. He got to sit and talk. Uh, there were a couple of other guests. Graham Norton, they get a number of guests on and they all sort of have a conversation. 
Um, and then Niall also performed his song. And I think Graham Norton's pretty funny. I didn't watch the entire show. Um, I mostly just watched the bits with Niall. Um, but, like, Amy Adams was on, and the Irish dude from... Uh, Chris something? Or... From Bridesmaids was on. Yeah. <laughs> and... and was it, is it called Bridesmaids, that movie? Yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then some other dude was on. <laughs> um, Jeremy something. Yeah. But it was pretty, <laughs> it was a good group, so. Um, but yeah. I so mean, we, casual, he's like sitting next to these other like I know. famous people. I know. And Niall had met uh, Amy Adams yeah. before on SNL, which was cool. Um, but I'm just going to run through some of the stuff we learned um, from Niall. We're going to talk about it. Uh, we all knew that he had gone backpacking, uh, around during, like, February, March, January, February, March, like, beginning of hiatus. He went backpacking, um, around with some of his friends. We got a little bit more, uh, detail. I know, I don't know if it was in this interview or, uh, some of the other radio interviews I listened to. Niall was pretty scared that he wouldn't be able to go out in public again. Like, he, even traveling, he'd get stopped, he'd get uncomfortable. He is quite claustrophobic, and I think he, like, gets anxious about that type of stuff. Um, but he said that he was able to do it and, like, sort of disappear, and, uh, when he just, like, put a hat on or whatever, no one really noticed him. Um, but he did travel on a budget with his friends, which was pretty funny because <laughs> Niall's obviously multi-millionaire, uh, and he's, like, staying at hostels. Well, he said he didn't stay at hostels, yeah. but, like... They, like, that's where they went because it was the crack, a good crack at the hostels or whatever. Um, but I was just thinking, like, could you imagine if you were at a hostel and, like, just were, like, hanging out with these guys, not knowing that it was Niall, and then, like, later on you somehow find out, yeah. oh my god, Niall was traveling, this is what he looks like, I didn't realize it was Niall, like, you didn't know you were with someone who was that, like insanely famous that would be amazing <laughs> that would be so weird i'd have to like pretend i didn't know it was niall um, but yeah that's just crazy it's, it's just so cool that he was able to get that chance to do what he wanted to do and just sort of like backpacking roughing it with like his friends um and then like later on when they stayed in hanoi they stayed at some nice place i think because mm-hmm. they were <laughs> kind of sick of the um the, the, I don't know what I'm saying, like staying in down and out places. <laughs> down and out places, yeah. <laughs> um, and I, then he was talking also about when he goes home to Ireland and like in his hometown, what people think of him. And I really like the joke about, um, uh, Niall saying like the barman will see him like buying a couple of pints for his friends. And like, I, I suppose it was him. Did you interpret it that the barman didn't know it was Niall Horn from One Direction? I like, I don't know. I kind of assumed that he did know, and it was like, oh, that like that's why he's buying the drinks. Like, oh, okay. Well, I thought it was that he didn't know, and like he was just like, oh, someone's doing well for themselves, and like okay. meanwhile, yeah, he's that's... doing really well for himself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I I don't know how people interpreted that, but I still thought it was funny. Um, and then also that sometimes when he goes to his hometown and is like walking home from the pub at night and it's like cold, the police will stop and take him home, <laughs> uh, which is you get police escort in your hometown, which I think is kind of funny. I guess it's like a quite a small town where people know each other. Mm-hmm. Um, what did you think of the whole hometown stuff? I thought that was funny. And like, especially when he said that, like, I don't know, he said like before they would only pick me up for like other reasons, whatever. He was <laughs> yeah. like, he was funny. Yeah. <laughs> Niall is a good crack. <laughs> He honestly, he's like just, you know, one of those dudes you can laugh with. Have a good laugh. Um, 
Uh, and then he performed live as well. Or were there any other parts of the interview you thought were interesting? No, I just... <laughs> it, it was solid. It was a good crack. Um, so then he performed live. Uh, and this was sort of his live... His first live performance on TV of this town. Um, and I thought his voice sounded really nice. He was playing his guitar, which was awesome. It just seemed, like, quite simple and easy. Yeah. Um, it he, very much, like, resembled the music video. Yeah, just, it did. It was just him standing up there alone, like, doing yeah. his own thing. Um, which I hope is, like, a reflection of what he plans to do. Like, when he does do his own music, I hope he is playing the guitar for most of them. Yeah. Um, and I really liked the little vest thing he was wearing. I was going to say that, too. <laughs> what did you think of the vest? It was it was interesting. I, I don't know what kind of, like, warmth it's providing him, but it was cute. But he had a shirt on under. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlike Harry in Another Man, where he's wearing a vest without a shirt under it. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought, how did you think he sounded? And, like, how do you like this town? We haven't really gotten your opinion, except for what I share of your opinion on this podcast. Right. <laughs> no, I really like it. Like... I think it's, I mean, it was a really good first song, good first impression of what his music is going to be like. It's just really, like, simple and easy, and at certain points in the song, it really reminds me of, like, kind of Beatles-esque music. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, like, I really like it, and I thought he did a really good performance. It's not too, like, musically complicated. Yeah. But I think that's good. And what do you want from his album when it does come out? What are you looking for from Niall? Do you have expectations for him? I hope that it, you know, somewhat he carries on with that kind of, like, acoustic, playing the guitar. Mm-hmm. Um, very soulful. Yeah, I like, yeah. Like, Lumineers fun-esque? You really like fun. Yeah, I do really like fun. Well, yeah. I mean, a lot of their f- songs are upbeat. I mean, this But Niall obviously... said, he said that there were going to be more upbeat yeah, songs. Yeah, yeah. It's just weird, like, hearing this town, and then, which is, like, quite slow, and then mm-hmm. imagining what the upbeat sa- uh, songs are going to be like. Mm-hmm. We need one that's, like, We Are Young. Like, that's a great yes, song. that is a jam. Or what's the other one? Like, Hey Ho or Ho Hey, whatever. Uh-huh. Hey Ho. <laughs> ho Hey. Hey Ho! Ho Hey. <laughs> ho, hey. Uh, some of those other, like, classic, like, friendship fireside songs, yeah. I feel like, uh, would do well for him. So we will see, but we know he's also going to be performing on Ellen, which is very exciting. Uh, that's coming up, and he will be on uh, the Late Late Show with James Corden as well. Um, we don't know how long these interviews will all be, or if he'll be like just singing. Um, it's probably like with James Corden, it's not going to be like the whole episode dedicated to him. I think he's just going to be popping by. Um, but still, like this isn't his album release, so it's great that we're getting. Uh, what we are getting. So we will be keeping updated on all those, and I'm excited to see that. Um, Niall was also on Gogglebox the other day, which is a British program. To me, it seemed like what it is, is you watch reality television, but you also get clips of other people watching the reality television. (laughs) So, like, you get their commentary, so you're watching them watching it. Wait, so he was watching reality television, and it was his reaction to it? Yeah. So you, but you see the TV show like they're seeing it, but then like interspersed, you know, like when they do like a high school musical reshowing and they invite the cast to like yeah, introduce yeah, yeah, bits. Yeah. That's what it seemed like. So like he was making, so you hear him and Ollie Murs, who is one of Niall's friends and was an X Factor winner and singer and whatever. Um, was he a winner? I don't know if he won. I think I he did. <laughs> um, but anyway, he was on X Factor. Um, and. So, yeah, Niall and him sat down and watched some reality TV, and you can just watch along with him. 
uh, which was kind of funny. And they they made some funny jokes. Um, Reb didn't watch it, so there's not much to discuss yeah. there. <laughs> but uh, I thought it was good. Um, you can watch just, like, their spliced out commentary on stuff rather than having to sit through all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw the link on NHJ... No, NJH News, at NJH News um, on Twitter. So if you go find their Twitter, you'll scroll down and see um, the YouTube video that has uh, Niall and him on Gogglebox. Uh, If someone from England would like to explain better what Gogglebox is, if we've described (laughs) it poorly, feel free. (laughs) Um, Okay, so now we're going to move on to the main discussion. And this week, we are doing 1D's water imagery in their discography. Um, so I've tried to uh, find all the water imagery in all of One Direction songs and compile them, and we're going to analyze how they use water and water imagery. Um, I had to take out tears because there were a lot of tears <laughs> that was also talked about. And while that's, like, water, uh, it just were too many. So... Um, I took out a couple of those ones, but I pretty much have all the water imagery. You will find, I had to search, I had about like 30 different words, water-related words that I searched for, because uh, we have a Google Doc that has all the songs on it, so like if you search, uh, like do a control find for certain words, they'll pop up. So hopefully I searched all the correct words and we did miss some that might be water, but like said as like some other word we didn't search for. Um... But yeah, so we are going to go through each of these. The first thing I wanted to start of um, was, uh, where is it? <laughs> I'm looking at my notes. Oh, like, just water in general um, can mean different things. Like, you know, water is used as imagery in a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, everything from, like, weather to, like, actual bodies of water to, like, drinking water. Water is, like, <laughs> a heavily used thing because it is so, like, apparent in our life. Um, and, like, I think it could mean so many different things. Like, do you have, like, just thinking about water imagery that you've seen, not not just in 1D stuff, but, like, how how is it used? Yeah, I think it's... I mean, it's, like, a universal thing where, like, people talk about the power of, like, water and, mm-hmm. um, I mean, we'll talk about this later, but One Direction uses it in a lot of different ways. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, over the progression of their songs, like, they use it in more complex ways. Um, but yeah, it can be used, like, as a really powerful and, like, unknowing, dangerous mm-hmm. thing or, like, a beautiful imagery yeah, it could be, like, pure and clean or, mm-hmm. like, purifying, but also, like, this dangerous unknown entity type thing. Yeah. Um, similar to, like, we've done word analyses on fire uh, in One Direction songs, and we saw that fire could mean, like, warmth and happiness and light and liveliness, but it also could be, like, danger and scary and, like, getting burned or whatever. Um, so, like, I feel like water is, while it's, like, the opposite of fire... Uh, it has a lot of the similar qualities where it can both be good and healing, but also bad. Yeah. Um, we did another one of these. What other word did we do? We did fire and we did light imagery as well. Oh, yeah. Um, so we've done these type of discussions on both fire and water looking at, I mean, on fire, light and fire, <laughs> uh, looking at how those appear in One Direction's discography. Um, but this time water. Um, and I think just like those other two, like water is... Like, why it is so powerful is because it is, like, really common, but also, like, dangerous. Something we're so used to, but also can be dangerous. You can't control it. Um, But it's something, like, we have in our everyday life. Like, 
whether it's the rain or like a sink, you know, water Mm -hmm. is around and it's a part of us. So it is very relatable. A lot of people can understand it. It's not something that like is so out there that like One Direction fame, like we might not all understand that, but like water imagery is something that we can understand. And like, and hey, we're like 70% water or whatever. Literally <laughs> we are. We understand it so well. It's in our bodies. Um, so is, is that, I, I mean, maybe you have a different reasoning, but why do you think so many artists use water imagery? Yeah. I mean, kind of like for the reasons you said, it's just, it can be a really powerful, like, metaphor mm-hmm. um and it is uncontrollable at times um and that's when kind of the bad dangerous side comes in but it can also be like really picturesque and just like thinking of bodies of water or mm-hmm. like rain and bodies of water. oh yes our bodies um <laughs> uh, yeah i think so and like that's that helps people connect with it mm-hmm. and stuff Um, so now we're going to move into the songs and I've put them in order of albums. So we sort of see the progression as it goes. Um, the first one is stand up and, uh, wait, let me scroll. Uh, Stand up and it's from up all night and none of the boys wrote in this song. I'm also going to be talking about like who wrote on each of the songs just so we get an idea of who could have written the lyrics. Um, and this first water imagery, it comes in the little phrase, I would walk through the desert, I would walk down the aisle, I would swim all the oceans just to see you smile, whatever it takes is fine, whatever it takes is fine. (laughs) Um, so in this one, I said that water is like a, an obstacle that someone is willing to overcome, Mm -hmm. a hurdle they're willing to get over. Um, the ocean, which is, it says, I would swim all the oceans just to see you smile. Uh, and the ocean is like, if you just picture an ocean in general, it's like this huge, massive, like vast, ever ongoing thing. And if Mm -hmm. someone says, I would swim this ocean for you, it's like their, their willingness to never give up and to like keep going and just keep pushing through things, whatever, even if they're, even if it's hard, even if they're tired, um, they're going to get through this like scary obstacle that is, they don't know what's there, but they're going to swim through it just for a smile, which is a little bit dramatic, <laughs> to be honest. Um, yes, agreed. Um, but I think that's what I saw it as. And I see the comparison of like the desert in the earlier sentence mm-hmm. to the ocean. We get that like hot, cold, or not hot, cold, but like extreme heat and then like cold water, deep ocean type Mm of, um, uh, comparison there, which I thought was cool. Did you, how did you see, uh, water being used in this? I thought it was like a fairly typical use of water imagery. I mean, it's like, it's quite a common phrase to say I would like swim like across oceans or like, I don't know, climb mountains, Mm -hmm. walk across the earth, whatever to see you or like be with you. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was, like, it was a pretty common use of that. But, like, I do like the contrast between desert and mm-hmm. ocean. Do you like this song? I'm a big stan of stand-up. Honestly, I could not tell you how it goes. <laughs> so. I love I this mean, I, I looked at the lyrics, like, outside of listening to the song. So, This yeah. is a great one. Stand-up is a great jam. Um <laughs> You should listen. Whoever hasn't listened in a while. These early songs, they are great jams. Um, So then we move on to Rock Me, which is from Take Me Home. 
And none of the boys wrote on this song, sadly. This is another classic song from One Direction. Uh, and do you want to read how it is used here? Sure. Um, it says, I used to think that I was better alone. Why did I ever want to let you go? Under the moonlight as we stared at the sea, the words you whispered, I will always believe. Rock me, rock me, It is so hard me. to read that yeah. without singing it. I know. <laughs> that one I can definitely hear. Like I know. You can hear it in your head yeah. while you're reading the lyrics. Uh-huh. Uh, what, why don't you start this one off? What did okay. you think of water here? Um... So again, I thought it was like a fairly simple use of water imagery. There wasn't really a metaphor. It was just kind of describing what seems like a real like event that took place where they were like sitting on the beach um, by the sea, looking out at the water. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though it was like a simple use of the sea, um, I thought it was like a really pretty image just mm-hmm. of like however many people like just like in the sand by the ocean under the moon. It's very romantic. And, yeah. I yeah. Know, I, I thought think, it was a pretty imagery. I think it, like, invokes a certain feeling. Like, while it's yeah. the literal use of water, unless, I mean, it could be metaphorical, but, like, it seems to me that this is, like, talking about a summer song. They were, like, mm-hmm. summer lovers. Um, I got, like, a campy sort of vibe, like, going to the beach. Maybe there was a fire, a campfire. They're all sitting around at night. It's warm. Uh, like you said, romantic. It, like... The water definitely sets the tone, and you when you picture it, you picture this idea of them sitting by the ocean, and while that's, like, it, like, becomes more of a tone for the song, rather than, yeah. like, it, there's not necessarily a metaphor, but it definitely, like, sets the scene well in your head. Right. Um, I said sex on the beach. <laughs> Possibly. Uh, what <laughs> does rock mark? me mean? Hmm. <laughs> Um, maybe they're, like, skipping stones into the water. Yes. That's probably what it is. They're like, rock me! Hit me up with a rock! And then they throw the rock, like, oh, I'm ready for another one! Rock me! Like, I don't know. That's probably what it is. Who knows? Um, we really, we, I think we said this on last episode, Karen and I, we need to have, like, a subtle, an episode about all the subtle innuendos in One Direction's music. That would be so funny, especially with the earlier albums, like, Rock Me. Yeah. Uh, No, that one's not subtle, though. But, like, some of them are a little bit subtle. Um, But, wow, Rock Me is a good time. Uh, But, yeah, I I like that uh, Under the Moonlight as we stared at the sea. And, like, I love these the rhyming that they have in these early ones. Like, stared at the sea, you will always believe, I will always believe. (laughs) Some good rhymes there. Um, the next song is I Would from Take Me Home, and McFly, the band, wrote on this one, uh, and the lyrics where the water imagery comes up are, he drives to school every morning while I walk alone in the rain. He'd kill me without any warning if he took a look in my brain. Uh, I love this song. (laughs) Honestly, these lines are great. That rhyming is on point. It is on point. (laughs) It really is. Um, So in this one, I saw water as, like, both physical and sort of invoking a tone into Mm -hmm. the song. Like, physically, it seems like he really is walking alone. This other guy has a car and picks her up in the morning and he's sort of like the car drives by maybe splashes him with water and he's just like walking to school alone in the rain um uh so i see that as like the physical thing but also you picture someone walking alone in the rain like it just gives this like sad dreary like soppy soaked sort of sadness 
That was a lot of S's. Um, but, like, it makes you feel like a lonely, sh- shivering, cold person walking alone who's sad. They didn't get the girl. You know, they're not as cool. They don't have a car. Um, like, it's uncomfortable and they're wet and lonesome. Like, teenage angst. Like, big time. Um, so, I mean, I feel like it is both the physical and, like, it has this very set-the-scene type of feeling. What did you think of this yeah, one? I kind of in- interpreted it differently. Oh. Yeah, very differently, actually. Um, so, I mean, the song itself is, like, pretty upbeat and mm-hmm. rocky. So, when he says, like, I walk alone in the rain, for me, I didn't really get... I actually, like, listened to this one. I didn't really get, like, a sad image in my mind mm-hmm. of him. I-, I didn't think he was, like, complaining about, you know, being wet, whatever, like, in the mm-hmm. rain, sad. Um, I thought it was kind of like saying, I'm better than your boyfriend, like, and I think he's happy that he doesn't drive to school because it's, like, showy or whatever. And he's, like, I'm more down to earth. Like, I'm better for you. Wow! That's such a different interpretation. <laughs> yeah. I like that. I'm glad we have you on. I feel like Kara <laughs> would have said the same thing as me. Um, But I like that interpretation. Yeah, so they're saying, like, well, I'm cool. I walk alone in the rain. Yeah. Um, like, I'm, I'm not someone who's about, like, the cars and picking you up and being showy. Right. Like, let's just, like, have a good time in the rain. Like, yeah. dance in the rain type of feeling. Yeah, I was, like, picturing him singing this song as he, like, walked to school in the rain. <laughs> oh, my God. How? That would be so funny if he's, like, in the pouring rain, like, dripping wet. And he's like, I walk alone in the rain. And, like, the thunder crackles. <laughs> yes. And he's, like, walking to school. I'm picturing, like, 16-year-old Harry in his, like, curly little hair uh-huh. getting soaked in his, like, funny little outfits he used to wear. Yes classic um is this the one we said yeah rain and brain this rhyming is Mm. so beautiful (laughs) i really love that line Mm -hmm. if he took a look in my brain uh so so good um all right moving on to the next one over again from take me home uh ed sheeran and others wrote on this one um and the lines that it appears in is Again, we take the same road, two days in the same clothes, and I, ju- I know just what she'll say if I can make this pain go. Can we stop this for a minute? You know I can tell your heart isn't in it or with it. And tell me with your mind, body, and spirit, I can make your tears fall down like the showers that are British. Whether we're together or apart, we can both remove the masks and admit we regret it from the start. You can just reading that tell. It's like Ed Sheeran-esque yeah. lyrics. Yeah. Um, I like that. This one is a classic line. Mm-hmm. I can make your tears fall down like the showers that are British. Now, tears are water in in, in and of itself, um, but also the showers that are British. <laughs> what a classic line. Um, in this one, I thought that water was sort of like bad, sad, lonesome. Mm-hmm. Um but I don't, I didn't completely understand it. Like, I can make your tears fall down like the showers that are rich. They, they're, like, in control of her tears. Yeah. I Did was, you understand that? I was, like, I don't know why he seems to be, like, boasting about how he can make her cry. That's mm-hmm. what it seems like to me. So I, I don't really get the line. It sounds pretty, though. I like the simile. Like, tears fall down like mm-hmm. showers. Um, but I don't really get the meaning. <laughs> to, to me, it seems like there's, like tension in their relationship and like they can both hurt each other maybe Mm -hmm. um because like he can tell that the her heart isn't in it um and like they could both hurt each other uh but (laughs) the line (laughs) showers that are british yeah i I, i've never like read or heard that line before Uh um so like when i read it i was i just thought it was really weird and (laughs) a contorted way to say 
like rain in Britain. <laughs> yeah. Like rather than saying just like rain in Britain or like showers, I, I don't know, but like showers that are British, it, it's weird. It's fun though. It is fun. Um, and like that to me makes it seem like I mean showers in Britain come like quite a bit. Like they come unexpectedly. You know, can go from happy to sad. It does bring that like contentious relationship sort of feeling. Uh, and and if they're sh- if tears are showering down, it seems like the person's crying quite a bit. Yeah. Um. So it does invoke an imagery. Mm-hmm. Um. But I know also for this one, um, was Louis would always change this line mm-hmm. in live shows, and you can if you like YouTube showers that are British Louis or something or like. One Direction lyric changes, this will always come up because he would change the lyrics depending on, like, what country where they were in or, like, what he was feeling that day. And I just know there's, like, video of him sitting next to Niall being like, I can make your tears fall down like the showers that are Danish or something. <laughs> and, like, Niall thinks it's hilarious. Uh-huh. So if you haven't seen those videos, have you seen those? Mm, I don't think so, no. I feel like I would have sent you, like, yeah, maybe lyric you, like, change videos. Yeah, maybe you, showed me a couple one time. I don't remember that. I wish they did lyric changes still. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, that was really funny. Because, like, it is a silly line, showers that are British. So, yeah. like, changing it to different countries is funny. Um, good one. All right, next one is Summer Love, and this is from Take Me Home, and all the boys wrote on this one. And do you want to read where it shows up? Sure. It says, Because you were mine for the summer, now we know it's nearly over. Feels like snow in September, but I always will remember. You were my summer love. You always will be my summer love. And so this one isn't exactly water, but I put it in there anyway. It's mm-hmm. snow, which is a form of water. Right. Um, and what did you think of this one? I really like this one. I think the song is just very sentimental mm-hmm. and soft. And so the line, snow in September, it's telling us that he feels lonely and like cold now that his summer love is over. Mm-hmm. Um and so, like, just the feeling of snow and being cold and, like, winter um, evokes, like, an, a nostalgic feeling um, and just, like, lonely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you have, like, water being that sort of bad, icy, cold loneliness. Mm-hmm. And while, like, snow can be wonderful, snow in September, when it's still, like, you still want it to yeah. be sort of warm or, like, turning into fall, is just, like, not what you want. And you feel like the winter's coming too early. Um and you have that summer versus winter, uh, like, comparison. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really have much else to say about that one. Yeah, no. <laughs> but it is pretty. Mm-hmm. Uh, and snow isn't really a theme talked about. I was playing this game with my parents the other day. <laughs> I was saying, um, can you... Because while I was searching for words in uh, all of... On the Google Doc that has all of One Direction songs plus their lyrics, um, I was like, okay, I want you to try to think of a word... That does not show up in One Direction's discography. And I will give you a million dollars for... No, I'll give you ten million dollars if you can, like, choose a word that doesn't show up. Or if I tell you a word and you just tell me... Like, if I... I think I said... What did I say? Uh, Oh, like, I said, if I will give you ten ten million (laughs) dollars if Water Filter doesn't show up... If you think, if you tell me water filter doesn't show up and you're correct in One Direction's discography, <laughs> water filter, the word water filter. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but if you are wrong, 
you will lose all your money. <laughs> Not the 10 million, but all money that you have. Right. So, <laughs> I, I, and both my parents said they would not say that water filter didn't show up. I was like, really? Water filter? Would you say for $10 million whether or not water filter shows up in any One Direction songs? Like, water filter, like the words together? Yeah. Water filter. I would say- For $10 million. I would not make that bet. You would not make that bet. Water filter does not show up in Dang. One Direction discography. I would have made the bet, but I also know all of One Direction songs right. very well. Um, I don't know where that story came from or what I was saying with it. Eh, I don't know how it related. Oh, but I don't think there's a lot. I think I was saying there's not a lot of like snow words. Yeah. Um, there's not a lot of snow imagery, or I don't know if there's any but this one. Um, but uh, yeah, so water filter doesn't show up. Some other words don't show up. <laughs> Um, anyway, moving on to Strong, which is on Midnight Memories, and Louie wrote on this song, and where it shows up are, my hands, your hands, tied up like two ships, drifting, weightless, waves try to break it, I do anything to save it, why is it so hard to say it? So, again in this one, we have the waves trying to break something, and their water is sort of this bad obstacle thing that's trying to destroy them. Um, And to me, I see this boat, because they're saying their hands are tied up like two ships. Their, like, relationship is this boat that keeps getting sort of, like, rammed into the side by these waves trying to topple them over or make a crack in the boat and make them, make their relationship crumble. Um, But, like, and they're sort of drifting weightless. They're on this ocean that they can't control. They're just sort of drifting. Drifting's a word that means, like, they don't... It, 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 like, the imagery it shows is, like, someone who's not really in control. They're just floating where the tide takes them. Um, and there's these waves crashing up against the boat, and they don't really have any control. No control, if you will. <laughs> um, and they're trying to be broken apart, but because they're so strong, they're staying together, and they're not going to let it, and they're going to overcome this obstacle. What did you think of this one? Yeah, I thought it was, like, a very metaphorical use of water imagery, whereas, mm-hmm. like, before it was just kind of, like, a little more literal. Uh-huh. Um, but they're, like, comparing themselves to ships, and as you said, the waves are trying to, like, push them apart. Um, but their bond is, like, stronger than the ocean, and I think that's, like, powerful because the ocean is so strong and saying that, like, they're, like, as ships tied together, they're stronger than the ocean could ever be. Mm-hmm. That's, like, saying that the relationship is, like, really great. Yeah. And I also love the way the words fall in this. Drifting, weightless waves. Like, the weightless waves is very yeah. pretty. It sounds very pretty. Um, and, like, this song... This song is a song that makes me sort of, like, long way down. It has very striking imagery. Mm-hmm. Maybe we should do a long way down and strong comparison. That would be cool. Like, both of them, I feel like, have really nice imagery in them. As mm-hmm. does I Want to Write You a Song. Just some really beautiful stuff. Um, and I think sort of similar... I get similar feelings from Long Way Down and Strong. Even though they have, like, different messages, I think the way the writing is, they remind me of sort of a similar feeling and a similar sort of writing style. Mm-hmm. Um, and I really love this whole imagery of the the waves and the ocean and the boats. Um, and boats do show up a lot. I know we've said we might do a boat um, imagery analysis in One Direction songs, so that might be coming up in the future. Um, but I do really love this one in Strong. The next one is in Through the Dark, which is also on Midnight Memories, and Liam and Louie both wrote on this song. Uh, And would you like to read where it shows up in the song? Sure. It says, 
You tell me that you're sad and lost your way. Wait, where are you? Through the dark. <laughs> you're supposed to be cut off. Oh, I must have deleted it. Oh. Oh, d- oh yeah, I deleted oh. that first bit. Okay, you can go with the second bit. Okay, sorry. Well, it was, okay. <laughs> okay, it says, Oh, I would carry you over fire and water for your love, and I will hold you closer. Hope your heart is strong enough. When the night is coming down on you, we will find a way through the dark. And what did you think of this one? I thought that, um, like their other songs, Stand Up, where it says, like, I would cross or I would swim across the ocean. Mm-hmm. This is, it is kind of similar where they're saying, like, I would carry you. I said the same thing. Ugh. I said, just like the first one, which was Stand Up, uh-huh. about the desert and ocean. You have the comparison between, like, fire and water. Yup. And, yeah, they're just saying, like, I would carry you over fire for, like, your love and yeah it's like i would climb mountains as i said before yeah it's like water as that obstacle as that like dangerous thing to prove your love to someone right um you're going to like do this and like it's also like they're carrying them over not just i would cross it to get to you but like i would sort of be this protector of you as well Mm -hmm. it's like protecting them from the fire and from the water um and it's just, like, showing the extremes you would go to for the person's love. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I I do get that imagery in my head about, like, even though these are more, like, sort of hackneyed phrases of, like, these grandiose things you would do from mm-hmm. someone, you do get that, like, sort of caring, like, wanting to protect feeling. And then you have the holding them closer um, to them, which I think is really pretty. And I do love this song, Through the Dark. It is a, it is a pretty song, even though those phrases are something I've seen before. And like, even we saw it earlier in One Direction's discography. Um, I don't think that discredits them. I think it just makes it more powerful because people understand it really well. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, okay. Next song is Half a Heart from Midnight Memories. And none of the boys wrote on this song. And the lyrics that the water imagery shows up in are, Forget all we said that night. No, it doesn't even matter, because we both got split in two. If you could spare an hour or so, we'll go to lunch down by the river. We can really talk it through. Um, so this is them going down to a river to talk through their relationship. The song is Half a Heart, where they're sort of like, it's, uh... Like, their relationship is over, they're missing the person, they're not feeling like themselves, they're only half a person without this other person. They want to, like, go to a river, talk it through, figure things out, like, get back together. Um, And, like, here I thought the water was, like, the actual literal water, like, they're going to go to a river. Um, But also the way it's used, we'll go to lunch down by the river, not a river, the river. It makes me think, like... This was a river that they often frequented when they were together, maybe somewhere they, like, grew up, like, would play in the river, or, like, somewhere they often had lunch before, um, and, like, it's just, like, a calm picnic by the river where they're gonna talk things things through, um, and, like, something that they're used to, uh, that's what I saw it as. Yeah. Did you think similarly? I didn't think about the, like, fact that it was the river, like, it was familiar, but I do like that. I think that creates a certain image where they're, like, going back to a place that they know, that mm-hmm. they've been to before. Um, but, yeah, I just saw it. I, I thought it was, like, a literal usage of water, um, kind of like in Rock Me, where they were sitting, like, by the sea. Yeah. Now they're by the river eating lunch. Um, so I don't think it's, like, all that creative or new mm-hmm. Um 
in the way they use water imagery, but I think it still, like, evokes a certain feeling of, I guess, as you said, familiarity. Mm-hmm. And, like, comparing that one in Rock Me, where they're sitting by the ocean, mm-hmm. it it wasn't like we sat by the river, it was by yeah. the ocean, and this one is by a river. Right. And so, like, why do, why do you think they chose those two different bodies of water very Mm -hmm. different an ocean is big there's waves it's vast you can't control it a river similarly moving but i feel like a river is like more fast paced like an ocean can be like choppy more at the shore or like in the middle but Mm -hmm. like when i think of an ocean it's like this big flat huge land but a river can be like rushing and scary and there's rocks there and like it's sort of like tumultuous so how do you think choosing these different bodies of water is important in the songwriting process Um, I think when you think of, like, when they're by the sea, it's just, when you think of the ocean, like, on the shore, it's, it can be tumultuous, as you said, but also it's just, like, vast and, like, forever, it goes on, like, forever, and it's just really beautiful, and, like, Mm -hmm. it can be intimidating as well. Like, mystical intimidating, not necessarily, like, in the moment, scary intimidating. It's, like, because it's so vast and huge and unknowing, it can be scary. And so, like, obviously that song is about, like, lo- like sitting with someone you love on the beach or, like, doing whatever. Um, but, like, this song is, I don't know, I guess the river is a little more choppy and, like, rushing and, mm-hmm. I don't know, it, it creates a different image. Yeah, and, it, it like, this isn't as romantic as, like, yeah. the moonlight on the sea and them sitting there at night. This is more, like, pragmatic. Yeah. It's very... Like, daytime, I see, like, river rushing, yeah. like, sounds going on, not not the same imagery. And I think water, different types of water, makes different types of feelings in mm-hmm. songs. And I think it's interesting to realize why they chose which body of water or whatever to, to talk about different things and talk about different emotions. And you as a listener get something out of the song differently when it's a river in half a heart. Or versus, like, if it was an ocean in Half a Heart. It's mm-hmm. not like, let's go sit by the ocean and talk about our relationship. That might be a little bit more romantic feeling yeah. than, like, let's go to lunch down by a river. Right. Um, all right, let's move on to Ready to Run, which is from Four. And Louie and Liam wrote on this song, and it shows up in... There is a devil in your smile, it's chasing me, and every time I turn around, it's only gaining speed. There's a moment when you finally realize... There's no way you can change the rolling tide, but I know, yes, I know that I'll be fine. So in this one, it's like water is sort of the inevitable dangers, life, risk of a relationship. Something that's like unstoppable, but not necessarily bad. Unlike the water where it's like, I'll carry you over this dangerous water or like, I'll swim across the ocean for you. This is just sort of like the inevitably inevitableness inevitability inevitability (laughs) i don't know what the word is um of like things changing or things happening and they don't they're not really in control of it they're not in control of their passion they're not in control of their love anymore it's just like Mm -hmm. going to happen there's no way to change it just things are going to fall as they fall and sort of like accepting that and being okay with that um and being okay with not being in control um, and, like, rolling, the rolling tide is, like, the ever-moving, like, vast, big, like, sweeping in and mm-hmm. making things move and making things happen. Um, and, like, a tide is something that, like, pulls you in. You get sucked into the tide. Mm-hmm. Um, like, 
and and you get swept away and could that be like their love they're sort of getting swept away into this thing and they can't control it anymore and they just sort of have to accept and go with it because this is ready to run is about being like i'm ready to go for this relationship like i know it's scary i know things are coming but i'm ready to like run with it and go and like make it happen yeah this i mean the the like rolling tide it makes me question whether they really like are wanting and like passionate about going into this relationship or whether it's just like, well, I guess this is kind of what is, it makes sense or what's mm-hmm. convenient. Because, I mean, it does say, like, there's a devil in your smile and it's chasing me. That's kind of like a scary image. It's yeah. not really, like, romantic or anything. Uh-huh. Um, and then saying that, like, well, you know what? There's no way to change the rolling tide, I guess. like <laughs> Might devil, as well. <laughs> might as well get caught by the devil. Like, okay. <laughs> I don't know. It was just kind of, like, weird. Mm-hmm. And I guess the tide just, like, overpowered him. And mm-hmm. he was like, okay, whatever. I give in. Mm-hmm. And and I do, again, thinking about what we talked about in the last one, like, rolling tide versus river versus ocean. Um, like, a rolling tide seems like a very specific thing mm-hmm. more so than, like, get caught in the ocean or like this river thing um it's like this rolling tide that just keeps rolling and pushing and yeah. like they're sort of like in it and getting tumbled around in it um and it, and it, they don't have control over it yeah and just when i hear rolling tide like i just think of the water like by the ocean just constantly like lapping up mm. the beach and like maybe like as the water rises like the tide gets higher and higher and it's kind of like encroaching upon you yeah it's inevitable that's so true. And I love that rolling tide. It's a very pretty... That's not something I've heard as much. Is rolling mm-hmm. tide, like, a common phrase? It might be. So. But, like... roll tide. A roll tide? What the hell is a roll tide? Uh, is something, like... <laughs> a rip tide? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> a roll tide. A roll tide. Um, but I really love the rolling tide. I think that rolling is a really pretty word. Not just because JK rolling, but, mm-hmm. like, rolling. It just has, like, a in your mouth it has a certain feeling and a rolling tide sounds really pretty um all right let's move on to fool's gold which is from four and all of the boys wrote on this song uh and it shows up in i'm like a crow it's at the beginning of the song i'm like a crow on a wire you're the shining distraction that makes me fly oh (laughs) i'm like a boat on the water you're the rays on the waves that calm my mind oh every time um, and this one is so pretty. Uh, mm-hmm. This imagery in this song is just beautiful. Um, I get such a feeling of this one. I'm like a boat on the water and you're the rays on the waves that call my mind. Not only like does it sound linguistically cool, mm-hmm. um, but also the imagery it sparks. Uh, like the, the sun rays on this wave um, that's calming them. So like in this, like the water is sort of him and, like, his feeling in a relationship, I feel like, because if he's this boat sitting on the water, maybe she's the water or she's the rays mm-hmm. on the water. Um, and, like, maybe the water's their relationship and, like, they're both a part of this thing. Um, but I think, again, the water, he isn't in control of it. Uh, he's being carried along on this boat and it's, like, being pushed and, and maybe she's pushing him or she's warming the boat with her rays. Um I don't know, but it's not, like, I don't see it as that bad, even though it's fool's gold, so the song is, like, 
it's like he feels all these things and then he realized she's just faking it. Mm-hmm. I still feel like it's just such pretty imagery and like he maybe he is getting pushed around on this water, but it's he kind of knows it and he's okay with it because it's beautiful in the moment. Yeah. Like it's sort of like, I don't know, a, a con, a, what is it, an oxymoron or contrast? Like he mm-hmm. knows it's fake, but it's still beautiful and he's not in control, but like he can sort of pause for a moment and like appreciate the the sun rays like on the water and he's in this boat i don't know it's it's confusing but beautiful and strange i don't know what to say about it what do you think of it i also did not look at it as like a bad thing Mm -hmm. i thought it was just a really peaceful image of like a boat calmly drifting Mm -hmm. in the ocean and the waves carrying it along um i mean as long as you're not seasick or you don't get (laughs) seasick but um yeah and then like comparing the person they're talking about to like sunshine on the waves it's just like such a beautiful thing to be compared to and it just like makes me think of i don't know like sunset at the horizon like of the ocean and it's just like really pretty picturing like angelic sunlight Mm -hmm. and i don't know it's a really nice like comparison yeah and i think of like ocean like open ocean water Mm -hmm. like you're far away from land it's more peaceful yeah uh it's not like when you're right at the like, the shore when the waves are crashing mm-hmm. or you're not in a river, you're not in a riptide. It's sort of like this boat drifting along in the water. Uh, and again, that ocean has that big, vast feeling, the unknown feeling, the, like, deep, scary feeling, but, like, in a different way. Mm-hmm. Not, like, an immediate scare, but, like, he does know this is fool's gold. He mm-hmm. knows he's in this, like, he's in too deep, but uh, <laughs> literally. Um, but yeah, I really, really love this use of water. It's so pretty. Uh, next song is No Control, which is on four. And Louie wrote on this song, as we all know. Now, this one's a bit of a stretch, but I wanted to include it. <laughs> um, do you want to read this one? Sure. It says, Taste on my tongue. I don't want to wash away the night before. In the heat where you lay, I could stay right here and burn in it all day. So I said the water imagery was, I don't want to wash away the night before. Mm-hmm. Um and, like, what did you think that meant to you? I think he was saying that the night before, he had a really good time with this person, and he was really happy, and so then the next day, he, like, doesn't want to wash himself or, like, shower or, like, change his clothes, I guess, <laughs> and he just, like, wants to remain in that, like, state of happiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of reminds me of, like, when you... I don't know, when people, like, don't want to wash jerseys or something because they have yeah. luck. It's, like, almost if you wash it, it'll take yeah. away the goodness that that was. Yeah. And, and it's maybe just, it'll like, disappear. It's these weird things that we have in our mind that, like, you're, like, I don't really believe that. But you still kind yeah. of go along with them sometimes just because you were so happy the night before, I guess. Mm-hmm. And, like, the wash, wadding, wadding, <laughs> water here is kind of different than we've seen it used at all. It's, yeah. like, this thing that's going to clean and purify and maybe, like, clean away what the good was. So maybe it, yeah. it could be bad, but it's also just sort of, like, it could literally be, like, he doesn't want to... He just wants to, like, lay in bed and think about, like, the night before mm-hmm. and not have to, like, get up and clean it and sort of, like, get back to reality. Yeah. Um, He wants to stay in that sort of, like, love haze, I guess. Right. Um... Uh, and it reminded me of, like, sort of how water could be used in Taylor Swift's song, Clean. 
Mm -hmm. um, where she uses water and, like, the rain is, like, washing away all the bad and, like, starting fresh. And, like, now you're clean and you're, like, starting again. Um, But, like, they don't want to start again. They don't want to be clean. They don't want to purify. They want to live in, like, that moment and, like, just, like, lay around, like, both physically, like, dirty uh, Mm. and also just, like, mentally staying in that, like moment i guess you know wait can i say i i'm gonna give a tidbit in my um psychology class i like read this article about how if they they had like people um say things that they felt guilty about or like think about things that made them feel like upset or regretful and then they had some people wash their hands and then afterward they like measured their amount of guilt and they felt like less guilty Really? Because the act of cleaning their hands makes them, like, wash away their, like, guilt and regret. And That's I think, so interesting. Yeah, I think the same thing went for, like, happy things where they thought about happy things and then they, like... Or, or it even worked with, like, if they cleaned a table or something with, like, Clorox or whatever. Um, it, like, made them feel less of the emotion that they felt beforehand. That is so interesting. I know. So, like, if you're feeling badly, cleaning up might help. Yeah, exactly. Moral or like taking a shower and really can't yeah. help. Like taking mentally. a shower does really help. Mm-hmm. It does like clear your mind and you mm-hmm. sort of do feel like I know when I'm whenever I get like really sad or upset, like I will want to take a shower to just sort of like you're feeling warm, you're cleaning, you're like, I'm starting fresh. This is like a new yeah. cycle. Like we're starting again. Mm-hmm. Um and that's what I feel like this is and no control, but like he doesn't want to, he doesn't right. want to like have to do that yet. He yeah. wants to just sort of live in the moment a little bit mm-hmm. more. Um, moving on to the next song, Once in a Lifetime <laughs> from Four. None of the boys wrote on this song. The line comes in Once in a lifetime, it's just right. We make no mistakes. Not even a landslide or riptide could take it all the way, all away. Uh, and in this one, riptide. Um, is sort of that evil obstacle to overcome that, like, won't be able to get at them because they're so strong. Um, and a riptide is, like, a really intense tide that, like, pulls you out to sea, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and a really dangerous wave. <laughs> yeah. And, like, but they're, like, not even that dangerous wave could break us apart. Exactly. <laughs> uh, did you have anything else about yeah, this one? I, I pretty much said exactly what you said. It's kind of like in the song Strong where the waves, like, can't break their relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, and same here, this, like, riptide, this dangerous, um, body of water, whatever, can't take away their happiness Mm -hmm. or break them. Yeah. Awesome. Let's move on to Drag Me Down. (laughs) So now we are on to Made in the AM. Drag Me Down. None of the boys write on this song. So sad. Uh, That's sad. I didn't know that. I know. So sad. Um, but the lyrics come in. I got a fire for a heart. I'm not scared of the dark. You've never seen it look so easy. I got a river for a soul, and baby, you're a boat. Baby, you're my only reason. Uh, and in this one, we did talk about Drag Me Down extensively when the song came out back on, like, a long episode ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and here, I thought, like, water was sort of, like, the substance of their relationship. Um, again, we have river, so that's that is very different from an ocean or, like, a rain like, river is flowing, it's moving, it's rushing and energized and passionate. It's not calm or still. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, like, that's why they chose river, because, like, he's got a river for a soul. It's, like, this passionate, intense, moving, energetic soul. And, like, she's, like, this boat flowing on the river. Yeah. Um, And he's, like, carrying her, but she's also, like, 
like part of part of the river. I don't know. It's a very confusing sort of imagery to understand. Mm-hmm. Um, but they're like moving together and with purpose, and he wants to move her with his soul. Right. I thought this was like one of the most creative uses of water imagery, mm-hmm. and I just love the image it creates. Um, where he's, like, describing his soul as, like, a river. And as you said, it's, like, energetic and flowing and passionate. Mm -hmm. And then the person is, like, going along on that river. And they're, like, riding the ups and downs of their soul. And I think it just, like, evokes a really, really Mm -hmm. pretty image. Yeah. And it's, like, it's internal. Whereas, like, most of the other ones have been external. More about physical bodies of water. Just, like, you picture an image, like, outside on the ocean this Mm -hmm. one's more inside like in his heart yeah uh so true a lot even even the ones that have been metaphorical they have been like outside and this is inside um i i do agree that this is one of the most beautiful ones or like the most unique ones we've Mm -hmm. seen um and kind of a confusing one because of that um but still i feel like you don't have to understand everything they're saying to understand what they're saying you know you can still get the emotional feel of it without being like what exactly does this literally mean you Mm -hmm. know Um, and I do love the use of river for a soul. Just really, really pretty. Um, I feel like I was going to say something else, but I forget. And, and we have that sort of fire for a heart, river for a soul. Yeah. The comparison, but in this way, rather than being like both sort of these evil obstacles, they're like both good. Fire is good here. River is good. It's, it's passion. It's like these powerful entities, but they're like good entities that Mm -hmm. are like a part of their relationship. Um, and I think I was going to say something about it being dragged me down. I don't really know, but um, good usage there. Mm-hmm. The next one is Long Way Down, which is also on Made in the AM. And Liam and Louie both wrote on this song. Would you like to read this? Yes. The water imagery begins. We made a fire, went down in flames. We sailed an ocean and drowned in a wave. Built a cathedral, but we never prayed. We had it all, yeah, and we walked away. And what did you think of this imagery? I thought that at first it seemed very, like, casual. Like, we sailed an ocean, like, no big deal, where, like, oceans are, like, huge. And then, but then it, like, quickly, like, switches to pretty harsh. And it's, like, we drowned in the ocean. Mm -hmm. But, like, the song sounds peaceful here. So I just thought that, like, contrast was interesting where it's, like, I don't know, it's it's sounding peaceful, but then it's just, like, we drowned, mm-hmm. and it's, like... Kind of abrupt. Yeah. Yeah, I think, like, the sailed the ocean is, like, they sort of embarked on this huge journey mm-hmm. to sail the ocean into this ma- massive, mystical, like, huge, deep thing that can't be understood, and they decided, you know, we're gonna sail it, we're gonna try to embark on this relationship, yeah. um, but then a wave came by and sort of destroyed it unlike strong that wave was able to break them and was able to break that relationship um and but i do think it's interesting we drowned in a wave Mm -hmm. it wasn't like the ocean took us it wasn't like everything in our relationship like went wrong and like we just got consumed by this vast ocean it was one singular wave that came and broke it maybe one thing that like broke the boat or broke Mm -hmm. them it wasn't necessarily like everything but it could have been like one mistake um or or maybe it was this big wave that was building and was like this entire wave but it feels to me that it was just like this wave that that hit them Mm -hmm. um Again, we have the fire, we dri- mm-hmm. we went down in the flames, and then the ocean. So uh, often when they talk about fire, they talk about water, which is interesting. 
Um, but I feel like this is like when I drowned in a wave, to me, that's like they got almost like overwhelmed by something. The water rushes in. They couldn't breathe. Maybe it was feeling like too claustrophobic. Um, too much was going on and, and their relationship ended, ended up breaking. Their boat ended up breaking. Yeah. Um, and things sort of fell apart and they did end up getting sucked into the ocean. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything else about that? This is just like different than the other ones. I feel like most of the other ones have been relatively positive uses of water imagery. Really? I feel like they've been all like water is really? like this dangerous. I mean, I guess water has been like this dangerous negative thing, but they overcame it. Yeah. This one they don't overcome. Right. The water. I'm not saying that like the water itself was like mm-hmm. happy and like perfect, but I'm saying like in the end it was like their love overpowered right. it. So in the end it was like a positive right. use of that imagery. Um, but, but like here, <laughs> it's like not a good ending. <laughs> yeah, they don't overcome it and things break down. And that is long way down for you. All these building up to just be sad. Mm-hmm. And like it starts with like, we made a fire and we sailed an ocean. Those are like the positive sides. We built a cathedral, but then they have all the opposite sides mm-hmm. where it is like the downfall. Um, the next song is in Wolves, which is it made in the AM, and Niall and Liam wrote on this one, and the water imagery comes from the bit. I feel the waves getting started. It's a rush inside I can't control. Your eyes keep pulling me in. I know, I know, I know. Your friends all talking about me. They say I got no chance at all. But your fire is burning deep in my soul, my soul, my soul. God damn, that fire and water again. Every time. <laughs> Especially in these last ones yeah. have been a lot of fire-water comparisons. Um, to me here, I feel the waves getting started. It's a rush inside I can't control. This is like water is sort of representing that like passion, that love feeling sort of like creeping up. Mm-hmm. Like I'm thinking like, water rushing like when i think of water rushing i think either like it almost seems like a dam has been broken and it sort of like all rushes in and starts flowing in um it's moving water the waves are getting started they're just sort of starting up the something has broken and like now this is like starting and like the fuzzy like bubbly feelings are coming in and like you can't really control it it like seems like the beginning of something um like exciting uh, I love the word, like, rush is a very much water word, um, and the waves are getting started, and they're moving, and you can't control it. Again, water is a sort of uncontrolled thing, but it's, like, uncontrolled passion and love and feelings that you can't control, attraction that they have, um, and you're just sort of a part of this big moving body of water, and you can't hold it back anymore. It's, like, almost bigger than you. Um, it's become bigger than you, and you are not in control of these things anymore. Yeah, I think it was like it was like drag me down where the water imagery is internal, mm. and as you said, the water, this uncontrollable rush, um, it seems to be representative of his like new this new like relationship or like affection mm-hmm. for some person, um, and it's really powerful, uh, like the other ocean imagery we've seen where water can be really like powerful and mm-hmm. unstoppable. Yeah. Um. All right, and the last one. A.M., Made in the A.M., from Made in the A.M., all the boys wrote on this song. And it comes in the bit that is, Won't you stay till the A.M.? All my favorite conversations always made in the A.M. Because we don't know what we're saying. We're just swimming round in our glasses and talking out of our asses like we're all going to make it. 
Yeah, yeah. Now, again, this one's a little bit of a stretch. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, because swimming around in our glasses, glasses maybe not filled with water. Um, but I thought swimming was a very much water word, and it, it like, makes me think of water imagery. Mm-hmm. Um, and water here seemed like almost a distraction from reality, or, like, yeah. the liquid seemed like a distraction of, from reality. If it is alcohol, then that <sighs> does like ring true you know you might drink to sort of like have fun and distract from what's going on have a nice night out or more seriously um but like they're sort of to me while they're swimming around in our glasses like you're only swimming in circles you're sort of floating there not really going paddling um it's not like this powerful moving like racing thing it's just like they're sort of like drunk talking nonsense swimming Mm -hmm. around in their glasses um, and, like, it's sort of a la-di-da feeling, reminiscing feeling, not really, like, looking, not wanting to look towards the future or not wanting to, like, think about reality for mm-hmm. a second. What yeah, did you get I, out of this? I thought this was, like, the funniest or, like, most unique use of water imagery. Mm-hmm. And this, like, wasn't about love, um, like, directly. Mm-hmm. Whereas the other ones have been about, like, water trying to... Or, like, water versus their relationship. So true. All of them have been, right? Yeah. Or, like, it somehow relates to yeah. love or, like, represents their passion. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is, like, the most unusual. Um, and, like, it... I think here they're just, like, saying that they're kind of talking aimlessly, as you said, and, like, swimming around in their glasses. So I just think it's, like, it's interesting, the contrast between the other songs and, like, this. Mm-hmm. So true. And it and it ends the last one and it is cause in On Made in the AM, it is a very nostalgic album and this last song talking about more like their friendship relationship yeah. than something more love passionate, you know. So that's all the water imagery that we had. I wanted to talk about some of the songs that maybe didn't actually have water imagery in them specifically, but still like invoked Invoked, evoked, don't really know. Water imagery. Um, I thought of a couple of them. The first one was If I Could Fly, where that talks about, that's the song where Harry's like, I would fly back home to you. And to me, that's him flying over the ocean to like get back to England from maybe America or wherever the boys were traveling. And so I see him flying over that vast ocean and, like, sort of overcoming that water distance that, like, becomes an obstacle in the relationship. Even though it's not directly said in that song, I think water is still sort of, uh, you can imagine water being that obstacle because of distance and because it separates land masses. Right. Um, I also thought of, like, fireproof. Because there is fire, you might think of water. Live while you're young, I do think of water because of the music video. Um, in that music video, they all get in a, like, a kiddie pool and, like, splash around. (laughs) Um, so, like, I do think of, like, live while we're young because of, I do think of water in live while you're Mm -hmm. young. Um, clouds, uh, because clouds bring water. So the song Clouds, uh, definitely makes me think of water, even though it's not directly said in the song. Even though clouds are a form of water, I decided not to include that in our, our water (laughs) imagery. Um... And then I want to write you a song, the boat imagery that there is of wanting to build someone a boat. I think water could be seen, like, you could picture water in that song. And I'm sure there's other songs that you picture water in, even though it's not directly said, but, like, the words create that image, whatever it might be. Mm-hmm. Um, do you think, what do you think of all that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think 
like especially in like I want to write you a song I think the boat imagery Mm -hmm. is like it definitely has the image of like water and whatnot um we definitely have to do like a boat imagery one yeah that will be good because I think a lot of the boat imagery is really beautiful too in One Direction songs just thinking of I want to write you a song and strong like Mm -hmm. there's just some good ones um and even like when I think of like uh, through the dark when it's like, I want to carry you over water. I don't think of it as a boat. I, I think of, like, the person literally carrying the person. Mm-hmm. But, like, it could be, like, I want to be your vessel. Like, I want to be your boat to carry you over. So mm-hmm. I think those could invoke boat imagery, even though it's not said. Right. Do you think of it as a boat or do you think of it as, like, the person literally, like, carrying the person in their um, arms? I, I mean, when I, like, first read the line, I just pictured the person, like, carrying the person, yeah. like, walking through water, mm-hmm. like, pushing through the waves. Yeah. But, like, it could also be, like, right. boat Yeah. Um, looking at all these songs, we did them in order of of when they came out. How do you think their water imagery changes as they grow as songwriters? I think um, as they, like, progress, it gets more specific and powerful mm-hmm. um and in the beginning they're like more likely to use it kind of as it is as like a physical thing um as describing some scene and that can still like invoke like or evoke different images and like tones and feelings um but it's a little later on that they like use it more as like similes and me- metaphors mm-hmm. um and with like these metaphors i think like, I prefer the later ones because I think they're just, like, more beautiful images. Mm-hmm. And even when they're just, like, even just using them as imagery, I think the imagery used later is more beautiful, Yeah, you know? Even when they're used as metaphorical in the beginning, mm-hmm. it's not... Like, I could swim all the oceans just to see you smile is very different than saying, I have a river for a soul and baby, you're yeah. the boat. Like, it's just so much more powerful right. in that second one than that first one. Um, and I think it does show them growing as songwriters and using imagery in a more unique way, in a different way. Um, I got a river for a soul is not something I've seen that often, you know? Mm-hmm. It's not a not a phrase that I've seen that often. But, like, I'll carry you over the ocean is something I've seen more often. Um, so I agree. I think it does show that they are growing as songwriters. Mm-hmm. Um, although they didn't write Drag Me Down, so... <laughs> but even the songwriters that they work with are growing. Yeah. The song the people, because a lot of the songwriters did work on those early albums, still work with them on the later albums, so uh, even if it's not the boys writing, like, there is... I think it also reflects just the growth of them as artists being, like, more deep songs rather than more casual ones, whether the songwriters themselves are growing or they're just tailoring their songwriting to, like, whatever image One Direction is sort of putting off in that yeah. era. Um, and then how about... Do you have a favorite or least favorite water imagery that we talked about? Um, I mean, I guess my favorite is just Drag Me Down. Mm-hmm. I think that's just, like, the most powerful and, yeah. like, unique and beautiful um, imagery where it's, like, I have a river for a soul. And then I would say my least favorite is probably Half a Heart. Where it's just like, I let's go have lunch by the river. Yeah. <laughs> just because I feel like that's just the least creative. And mm-hmm. even though it does create like a mm-hmm. specific image, it just does not come close to drag me down. Yeah. I really love drag me downs. I love strongs. Um, and I love fool's gold. It's mm-hmm. just so pretty. For, for least favorite, I don't know. I mean, 
mean, some of them are just more basic, I guess. Yeah. But, like, I don't know if there any of them are horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, like, stand-up isn't, like, that interesting, but I really love the song stand-up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, I don't really care. Yeah. Um, and then how about just the fact that some of these phrases are phrases we've heard before and water imagery is used by a lot of people? Do you think... Do you think it's too hackneyed in some of the ones or, like, too overused, like, um, the way they use it? I mean, I know you were saying before that, like, even though these are phrases, some of them are phrases that have been used before, that's powerful because people kind of understand mm-hmm. what the phrases mean because they're common. Yeah. And I think that's true, but also I think it's more striking when they're different mm-hmm. and use when they use water imagery in ways that we haven't really seen before. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's more interesting and creative and I don't know, I'm more likely to like want to listen to the lyrics yeah. um, rather than if they're just like, I would carry over water. I would, you know, do that kind of stuff. I think that's, yeah, it a makes little you like overused. stop more and you're like a river for a soul. That's yeah. so different. Like, I don't understand that, so I want to, like, explore it and try to, like, figure it out myself or, like, not figure it out and be okay with not understanding. Right. Um, Rather than the other ones, you're like, I get that. I know what that means, Mm -hmm. but maybe it's not as interesting. Yeah. Um, And I feel like going forward, I'd like to see them try these more unique phrases with water. Like, keep using water imagery because it is, like, relatable, but maybe try to do more of those really unique, interesting ones than than relying on, like, the good old, like, what is that? Like, strong-intested ways. (laughs) Like, try to come up with new ways that might not be as solid or understandable, but, like, that do make me think and do make me go, wow, that is really beautiful the way you've put the English language together, you know? (laughs) Um, alright, so that sort of sums up our discussion on the water imagery in One Direction's discography. If we missed any, feel free to let us know, because, um, and like, we, like I said, we didn't do tears, so mm-hmm. that's, again, water, um, and I might not have, like, searched for the right words, um, so let us know if we missed any, but we're gonna move on to a 1D as, and we are doing 1D as types of water to keep on theme, <laughs> Uh, and we're going to start with Liam. No, you can't read mine beforehand. Uh, I wasn't going to. So for Liam, I have Liam would be tap water. Oh, I was thinking that actually. Really? Yeah. Because as usual, <laughs> it is sturdy. It is strong. It, it is, is reliable. It is reliable. <laughs> it's just you know tap water. But also just thinking like we do take tap water for granted. Like not everyone mm-hmm. has tap water. And, like, not all the time the tap water works um, or is clean. Uh, So, like, and in some ways we do take Liam for granted in that, like, we think he's going to just be there solidly in one direction all the Mm -hmm. time. He's going to, like, be a strong member and, like, sort of, like, protect the 1D fam Mm -hmm. and, like, whatever it is. But also just, like, you know, some classic tap water Liam. Yeah. I don't think I thought that deeply about it. Um, I said that Liam would be the, like, dribbly dog saliva of a bulldog. (laughs) And I don't really have too much of a reason. I'm not exactly sure why, but I just got the feeling. and That he was bulldog saliva. Exactly. That is beautiful. And it was funny, so. And it was funny, yeah. (laughs) That's a great explanation. You can you can just sort of feel it. You don't yeah. need to explain. You just have these feelings, and uh-huh. you're like, yep, that's what Liam is. <laughs> Bulldog saliva. 
Um, all right. Then what did you have for Niall? Um, I said Niall would be the water at like a water park. Oh my god, that's so true. Where like, you know how they have like different flower-shaped structures or yeah. like shower structures or like big buckets that fill up with water uh-huh. and then will like turn upside down and dump and like you stand like right underneath. Water slide water too. Water slide water. Just like, he would be all that like sprinkly water. Yeah. Really fun. The dirty pee-filled water. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but like, yeah, I totally see that. Niall is, Niall would be water park water. Yeah. Um, I said Niall is like, uh, water oasis in the desert. Ooh. Um, just because, like, sometimes, you know, during this hiatus, it's been hard. Mm-hmm. Or, like, it's been tough, but then we have Niall there to Snapchat us. Mm-hmm. Or, like, to say something funny. Or he's always on Twitter, whether he's talking about golf or something else boring. <laughs> like, <laughs> we still have good old Niall there in our oasis. He's our oasis in this, like, desert that is the hiatus mm-hmm. um and he's just like there to bring a smile there to bring a laugh um yeah. always always there for us mm-hmm. um how about zane what do you have for zane um i had the like murky water at the depths <laughs> of the ocean like thousands of feet down Ooh, that no like, one really sees yeah it's very still and silent and mysterious creatures lurk mm. among these murky waters and it's unexplored by humankind and just, like, very unknown. And why did you choose that? Because he's kind of shady and mysterious. <laughs> shady! <laughs> yeah. And we don't really know what's going on in his yeah. head. Um, Curious. Yeah. And I feel like that's also, like, he's, like, sort of someone who, like, is more, like, alone and dark yeah. and, like, sort of deep down. Private. About private. His thoughts. Mm-hmm. We don't know what he's hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, for Zane, I had I had a couple of things. <laughs> I had first an infinity pool. You know those pools like at the fancy places that like they're called infinity pools because oh, it like yeah, goes yeah, yeah. right out into like it's like flat, so it like looks oh, like I it just go goes right out into like the horizon um, and like never ending because it's just like so fancy and yeah. he's like a very fancy like person looking mm-hmm. um i also had sleet <laughs> because it's like cold and wet and kind of harsh yeah yep and i it also bites. it it does bite <laughs> um and i also had like voss water bottles or fiji oh. water bottles like voss yeah, water like bottles voss are like those really expensive like yeah. glass fancy bottles uh-huh. of water because i feel like if zane was a bottle of water he'd be voss we should do one day as bottles of water that would we be interesting should. um but like he would be like the expensive kind of water that yeah. like you don't purchase slash only fancy people purchase right. um i just feel like that embodies zane mm-hmm. uh and then louis what did you have for louis I said Louis would be a glass of water with a little bit of lemon because <laughs> I think he's a little, like, he's happy colored like a lemon, but, like, he's a little funny, and so there's that, like, sour taste, mm-hmm. and yeah. No, I like that. And I was saying, Rebecca told me about this one earlier, I was saying that, like, I hate it when you ask for water at a restaurant, and then... Sometimes I'll be like, I'll have water, no lemon, please. And, like, I'll specifically ask for no lemon. Or they'll ask you with lemon or without. And I'll be like, without. And then they bring me the water and it still has lemon in it. And it's so annoying. I'm like, She gets so mad. I'm like, you've <laughs> literally ruined my glass of water. I asked for water, not for, like, lemon water. So, uh-huh. 
but that's not how I feel about Louis. <laughs> that's just like a tangent. Um, but for Louis, I had a torrential rainstorm in the summer. Oh, that's good. Um, just like because a rainstorm has water, but also like there's the thunder and the lightning and the booming. Mm-hmm. Um, and like it can be like angry and loud and mm-hmm. whatever. But it also a rainstorm in the summer. Like when you're inside, it's so sort of warm and cozy feeling. And it can be, like, really, like, bring you together. And so, like, while he's loud and crazy and can be, like, acrid, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> he, like, is also, like, underneath, like, really, like, protective and family-oriented and, like, loving and those sort of feelings. Um, and I feel like also after a rainstorm, like, the humidity sort of goes away and it leaves the land, like, a little bit more refreshed and yeah. the plants maybe in the summer may not have been getting enough water and it just like it like feeds the earth as Mm -hmm. well so both good and bad uh and then lastly harry what did you have for harry i said he was would be a babbling brook Mm -hmm. that feeds into like a beautiful picturesque body of water in like the middle of the woods in, yeah. like, autumn. His was, like, the most specific scene for me. Uh-huh. It, it's, like, autumnal all around, and it's just, like, really beautiful. And I kind of pictured that scene in, like, Harry Potter where he, like, goes into the woods or whatever, and he, like, sees something or he's, like, by, like, a lake or, like, a pond or something. Uh-huh. At night? When and he, he's like, getting the sword? The or dough. Something. Yeah, he yeah, yeah. Sees- when, he's, when he's getting the sword. But it's not that creepy. He sneezes. <laughs> he sneezes. He sees Snape's Patronus, which there is the go. dough, yeah. and he go gets the sword of Gryffindor from yeah. the pond. It's, it's not that, like, creepy. It's, like, a much, like, lighter, uh-huh. sunny picture. But, like, has the same like kind of stillness mm-hmm. in the woods except for like the babbling brook part uh-huh i like that like mm-hmm. some or like it reminds me of like in the scarlet letter where she goes out into the woods and like i feel like pearl is by the water and it's like yeah it's, like warm and she like throws that into the river she throws mm-hmm. the letter away and like i just pictured like this sunny moment in the woods mm-hmm um, for Harry, I had a couple of things, again. My first one was a sun shower, because, like, I feel like a sun shower, or, like, a sun shower that or that makes a rainbow, like, you know, sometimes, mm-hmm. like, half the sky will be sunny and half of it will be dark and cloudy, and, like, it's very yeah. ominous, but, like, mystical and kind of, like, otherworldly, mm-hmm. um, and then a rainbow appears, and it, like, is raining, and then it stops raining, and it's confusing. I feel like that represents Harry a lot. Like, this mystical, overpowering thing uh, that creates something beautiful. Um, But I also had a coral reef water. Like, when if you've ever gone, like, snorkeling or whatever, like, the water by a coral reef that's sort of, like, rushing and feeds the life and, like, brings the, the, what are those called? Those little, the the krill or, like, the little tiny planktons. Algae algae whatever it is like to the like that moves the algae around and like Mm -hmm. moves the life and like makes the fish move and the sea anemones move and it's just like the wonderful bright life water around that Mm -hmm. like i don't know just like really happy feeling type stuff Mm -hmm. yeah so that was one to yeah types of water i'm sad kara missed that i would like to hear her opinions on those um but alas kara will be here hopefully next week um, that was pretty much it. I think we're going to skip recommendations. Or do you have a recommendation? 
I mean, I for my recommendation, I was going to say that you should just deck your like room or house in like all things autumnal because it will make you feel good. And it was my birthday a few days ago, as we said, and like Caitlin totally decorated the house and I told her to like go with the autumn theme and she went all out and it's really pretty and it's it makes me happy. Yeah, so, yeah, I, I'm going to go along with that one and just be like, decorate for Halloween if you celebrate or, like, just get into the the autumn feelings because I feel like sometimes, like, it can be hard in the autumn. We're, like, back to school and we have midterms and we're stressing out about things. But to, like, sometimes have these physical things to celebrate, like, I think Halloween weekend I'm going to, like, make my friends and I, like, bake together and, like, maybe go pumpkin picking or something. Just having those things to look forward to and, like, physically do to bring people together are really nice to have, like, amongst all the stress we might have. Yes. Um, all right. Thank you guys so much for listening to the show. We'd love to hear what you thought of our water imagery discussion and the news we talked about today. Um, tell us what Gogglebox truly is um, <laughs> and what you thought of Niall uh, on the Graham Norton show and everything else we discuss. Is is Liam going to be doing solo stuff soon? Who knows? Um, thank you for listening to episode 71 of Talk Direction. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter at talk underscore direction. Uh, you can email us at talkdirection at gmail.com or go to our Tumblr, which is just talkdirection.tumblr.com. We are also on Instagram as just talkdirection. And you can follow us individually on Twitter. I am at Caitlin I.R. Foster, and Caitlin is spelled C-A-I-T-L-I-N. And you can also follow Kara and go wish her to feel better because she is sick. And her name on Twitter is at Kara underscore pond. And Kara is spelled with a C. And Rebecca, is there anything you would like to advertise at this moment? Um, no, no plugs for me. <laughs> no plugs for Rebecca. Um, but she's really cool anyway. Uh, you can also go to www.audibletrial.com slash talk direction for your first free audiobook. Um, Zane's book is going to be coming out in, I think, November 1st. So we will... Ooh. We will maybe be getting an audiobook about that. Don't really know, but I'm looking forward to hearing what he has said. There's a couple of interesting excerpts that we've seen online that we will definitely be talking about uh, when the book comes out. You can also head over to iTunes and rate and review us there or subscribe to get every episode as soon as it comes. We recently did a an advice episode, so if you haven't heard that one, make sure to go listen to our advice episode. We talk about body image and crushes and school and how we handle stress and all the good things that you might want to hear about. Um, so make sure to subscribe so you get those bonus episodes as soon as they happen. And you can also follow us on SoundCloud as well if that is more for you. I am Caitlin. And I'm Rebecca. And I want to say, Rebby, thank you so much for coming on the show. She came on last minute. Kara was sick and we didn't have someone to record. And she stepped up to the plate. She's been like planning for the episode all morning, which was really great. And I think you did a wonderful job. Aww. So send some love to Rebecca on Twitter and we will, or to our Twitter or to our anything, and we will send it <laughs> along to her. Um, because that was really nice of her. And if you want to hear her again, please let us know and we'll bring her on. Um, it's been a good time. You did a really good job. Thanks I know for you were, me. I know you were nervous, um, about like it just going casual or whatever. Yeah. How did you think it went? It was okay. I feel like the more you do this, you'll get like used to it. Yeah, I know. I was saying that like, honestly, if you go back and listen to Kara's in my first episode, mm-hmm. like it's very different than how how easily we do it now yeah like we're quite good at it and we have like a rhythm um and like the more you do it the more you get on with it but i think you Mm -hmm. did a really good job 
uh, and you had some very wonderful commentary that added to this. Um, and it's good to have someone sort of like an outsider opinion uh, ish, even though you are like you do listen a lot mm-hmm. and like you are kind of involved with One Direction stuff, especially because of me. <laughs> um, but like, I really liked having you on. This was nice. Thank you. Um, but I really have to pee now. So <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Uh, we will see you next time for episode 72. Bye. Bye. <laughs>